I just thank God that we can call on his name and I'm thankful that we have his word. Aren't you? Uh, I'll never grow tired of it and you probably get tired of me talking about it, but uh, this Bible is special and I'm thankful that we can get into it uh, this morning, but not just this morning, you can get into it anytime and I'm thankful for that. But Genesis chapter four, this is probably a familiar story for many, but we're going to start in verse eight. Uh, Genesis 4 verse 8 and Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him and the Lord said unto Cain where is Abel thy brother and he said I know not am I my brother's keeper. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground, and now uh, art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out from this day from the face of the the earth and from the face uh, shall I be hid and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me and the Lord said unto him that uh, whosoever slayeth Cain vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold and the Lord set a mark upon Cain lest any finding him should kill him and Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you for the uh, life wise. We thank you for the, the songs and Lord we just Lord we want to get into your word and Lord I pray that you'd use me. Lord, uh, cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and Lord, uh, we ask that the Holy Spirit would not just fill me with the unction of the Holy Spirit, but touch each one of our ears and our hearts today, Lord, that we can see the truth in your word, even from so, a story so long ago. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. If there are any lost, uh, maybe listening in, Lord, I pray that they would come to know you before it's too late. Lord, we love you, and in all these things we ask, in Jesus' name we pray, and amen. So Genesis chapter 4 begins with Adam and Eve's uh, two brothers are born, uh, the Cain and Abel, they grow up. Uh, we don't get a whole lot of details, uh, but what details we get is one day they both bring a sacrifice to the Lord. That's a good thing, right? They're trying to worship the Lord. Cain is a farmer, and he brings the, the fruits of his harvest from the ground. Abel's a shepherd. He brings the firstlings of his flock, and then we find out right after that that the Lord rejects Cain's sacrifice and he accepts Abel's sacrifice and we find out that Cain is very angry his countenance has fallen he is mad and I don't know about you I have heard different ones over my lifetime try to guess about why God accepted one and rejected the other but you know what I'm not into guessing I don't know about you we don't have to guess when there's two verses in the New Testament that tell us why why God accepted one and not the other. So why don't we, I, I say let's look at it. Hebrews 11.4 By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh. You know that's from my favorite chapter Hebrews 11 but it starts out it says by faith Abel offered unto God. You see that? What's it say? All those passages in Hebrews chapter 11, they start with by faith. This is no different. 
when Abel brought his sacrifice, it was by faith. If we're going to worship God, it's got to be through faith. Amen? By the Spirit uh, and, and with truth and by faith. Uh, he does not accept anything other than by faith. So we find out, number one, uh, that Abel's off, uh, sacrificing was by faith. And where does faith come from? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And you're thinking, well, they didn't have the Bible in front of us, but they had God. And God must have showed them in the beginning, this is how I want you to worship me. And one did that in trusting God and the other one did not. The other passage is 1 John 3.12. And 1 John 3.12 says, Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore he slew him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. So do you see the two things right here? You've got Abel worshiping by faith and living a righteous life. You've got Cain not worshiping by faith and not living righteously, but living wickedly. And I'm here to tell you uh, that if you, so Cain basically is starting the first false religion. That's what he's going to worship God his own way. That's false. Right? That's against the Lord. And that's what he's doing. He's saying, I'm going to do things how I want to do it, not by following God's instructions. And he was mad that God didn't accept it. Here's the thing today. If we're going to do anything for the Lord, it's got to be by faith. If it's not uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Not that it's hard to please God. It's impossible. If we try to do something for the Lord that's not by faith, he's not accepting that either. Amen. And here's the other part we get from Cain. If you think you're going to live however you want during the week and you're going to come in here and act like nothing's wrong. Amen. You got these uh, secret sins you're dealing with that God's been bringing to you and saying, hey, you need to deal with this. And you're going to forget and you're going to ignore that. And excuse it and act like you're going to come in here that everything's wrong. You can maybe fool your spouse, maybe fool your family, maybe even fool yourself, fool all of us. You will never fool God. Right. Amen. Amen. That's what he's saying. Uh, we can see right here. Cain is angry with God because he wouldn't accept his faithless offering. So then he kills Abel, his brother, over it because Abel was worshiping uh, God through faith and living a righteous life. And, and we can see the same thing. Uh, God will not accept the worship of a hypocrite. Uh, you know, you can't do that. And here's the, here's the sad part is we get one chapter after Genesis chapter 3. That's the fall in the garden. And remember in 3.15, uh, you know what the, God told the serpent, told Satan? He said uh, he promised that through the woman's seed, uh, that would bruise his head. And now Satan's laughing, right? Here's the seed, right? Here you got the first two right here. One of these two is supposed to bruise my head. The righteous one's dead, and the other one's a murderer. The devil's laughing at God, right? Oh, is the murderer going to stop me? You realize... The devil's been after the seed of the woman ever since the beginning. Amen. Ever since that promise was given, there he's laughing. But look at verse 9. So right after Cain murders his own brother, God comes to Cain and asks him a question. Where is Abel thy brother? Do you see that? God is asking Cain right after it happened, where is your brother? Now, when God asks a question, he knows the answer. 
Amen? He's not asking Cain because he can't find Cain. Or not, I mean, he's not asking Cain where's Abel because God can't find Abel. He's asking him the question so Cain can think about the question that he's asking, right? God knows the answer. You murdered your brother, right? And the fact that God even came to him, you know what God could have done? He could have had a lightning bolt come out of the sky and struck Cain dead as soon as he did that. He didn't. He came to him. He asked the question. And, then, and if he's doing that, then you know God is merciful. Amen? Yeah. If he's even talking to him, knowing what he's done, he's merciful. And then how does Cain respond? I know not. He tells a lie right off the bat. I don't know where Abel is. Right? He's lying to the face of God. Do you see that? He's lying. Then he goes further. Am I my brother's keeper? He's saying, am I supposed to watch over him? Am I supposed to protect him? Is that what you want me to do, God? If you were God, what would you have done right there? What would you have done? I know what I would have done. So you've got Cain the murderer. Cain the liar has no remorse for what he's done. Even in the face of God. No respect for God. No respect for anything holy or righteous. And here's the thing. I bet his dad, Adam, told him the story from Genesis chapter 3. And as he's telling him that story, he would have said, after we sinned, we, your mom and I, hid ourselves. And we were trying to hide from God. And God came to me and he asked the question, where art thou, Adam? Where are you at? Again, God knew where Adam was at. He wanted Adam to know where Adam was at. Amen. And even Cain knowing that story. And God coming to him and asking a question. He thinks he's now going to be able to hide it from God. And it doesn't work. God knew what Cain had done. He wanted Cain to admit it. But instead he sins again by lying to God. Now look at the punishment. This comes next. And he says, verse 10, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now thou art cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thine hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto he, uh, thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. God is saying, listen, the second that blood hit that ground, it cried out to me. Right? It, it cried out to me. And that ground you know what it cried out? We know that from, I, I just told you, Hebrews eleven four. It cried out that Abel was righteous, that he was innocent, that he was trying to live a holy life, pleasing to God, and he was slain, uh, he was murdered, that blood hit the ground, and that innocent man being murdered and struck down, that ground was demanding vengeance. And God said, I heard it. Verse 12, God gives him a specific curse. Remember, Cain was a farmer, and he said, no more. God said, you plant that seed in the ground, you do all that work, and nothing's coming ever again. And he said, not and worse than that, you're going to be a fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be on the earth. And again, God could have opened up the earth, swallowed Cain in, and he was gone as soon as he told the lie. But God's merciful. Amen? He's merciful. 
I told you before, I grow tired of people acting like the God of the Old Testament is a whole different God than the God in the New Testament. They're the same. Amen. The same mercy we get from the New Testament is in the Old Testament too, right? He was giving, he was showing Cain mercy, giving him space to repent, and Cain was not interested in me. So there is punishment. God's saying, okay, if you're going to murder, you're going to lie to me, you're going to sin against me, and you're going to act like it's nothing, if you're going to refuse to humble yourself, if you're going to refuse to repent and seek mercy, then you're going to be a vagabond. What's that mean? You're going to wander for the rest of your life. You're not going to have any real place uh, uh, in your life. And you're going to be a fugitive. What's that? Someone running from a crime, running from justice. And that was him. He had murdered his brother and, and he was going to live scot-free after that. But he'd live as a fugitive the rest of his life. That means he'd find no peace in this world, no rest, no satisfaction. That he would just be a lost and a cursed man because of his sin. And I don't know if there's a better picture than that of every single person that's lost. Amen. God is saying, if you're going to ignore your sin... If you're going to try to deceive me and deceive yourself, if you're going to lie about your sin, even though the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, if you're going to live as if it doesn't matter what I think, if you're going to live as if you'll never stand in judgment before God, you will live as a vagabond and a, a fugitive. Your sin, you'll be a fugitive. Say, well, Mike, I didn't murder. It doesn't matter. We've sinned against God. Right. Amen. So what's Cain do? He complains, right? He hears his punishment. Verse 13, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Yeah. Cain finally tells the truth to God. As he's just now telling the truth. This punishment is too great. But again, no remorse, no repentance. He's just complaining to God that his future life's going to be worse than the life he's had. Right? He sinned repeatedly. God's given him space to repent. God's visited him. God's talked to him. Cain is refusing. And now he's complaining because his life's going to be hard. Isn't that a sinner? Yeah. Right? Choosing their own way. Living this life without Jesus Christ. And then mad at everybody. Mad at God. Mad at the church. Mad at the pastor. Mad at the saved relatives and friends. Because my life is hard. Yeah, it is hard. The ways of a transgressor are hard. It will be. And that's what he's saying. But not only that. Verse 14, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Cain was more afraid of what men around him would think. He was more afraid that somebody would take vengeance on him than he was afraid of God. He's telling this to God. Someone's going to find me and kill me. He should have been more worried about God and what God thought. But he didn't. That's all he cared about. So what's God do? Puts a mark of protection on him. And verse 16 is probably the saddest verse of this story. After a, a righteous man being killed. Verse 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Cain walked away from God. That was it. He gets married. He builds a city. 
in the rest of the chapter. He names it after his firstborn son. And then you see his descendants listed after that. And some of them build the harp and they uh, invent the harp and the organ. And some of the other descendants are scientists. They learn how to work with metals and iron and brass and everything else. And here's the sad part. You think, well, God said he was going to be a vagabond and a fugitive. And Cain, instead of being a farmer, went and built a city. And he lived what this world would call a long and successful life. Right? He had a big family. He lived a long life. His family invented things. He probably had wealth. If he could build an entire city, there's wealth there and everything else. Yet he did it all without God. Right? How many people around us do we know that are trying to build this great life and have built good lives for themselves, have built riches, have built careers, have built cities, have built whatever, uh, all of these things, yet they're doing it without God. This is what we're seeing right from the beginning. He walked away. What happened at the beginning? He tried religion. He tried to offer the first fruits. God didn't want it, wouldn't accept it. So he walked away from religion and said, you know what? I, I'm just going to live my life and do what I want to do without God. And everything seemed great, right? He poured himself into his work, raised a large family, did all these things. Everything was great until the day Cain died. You know what happened? No mystery. Jesus tells us Cain opened his eyes in death and he opened his eyes in hell. Yeah. Right. In torments, just like the rich man. I don't know if he's the first one that made it to hell, but he's one of the originals opening his eyes there in torment. And you know what? I can tell you with a certainty today that he was a real person. And if he opened his eyes in hell, that means he's still in hell right now. Amen? He's still there. And he complained to God, my punishment is too great for me to bear. And then went on living his life without God. I tell you what, when he opened his eyes in hell, then the punishment really became too big to bear. Too great to bear. If he could be here today, he'd tell us the same thing the rich man wanted, right? Go warn my brothers so they don't come to this awful place. He would say the same thing, but it's too late. It's too late. But Abel's, remember it said Abel's blood hit the ground and it cried out murder. It cried out for the sin that was committed. But do you realize his blood wasn't the only one to cry out? Praise God. And I'm glad that thousands of years later, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. He came to this life. God with us. Emmanuel, the promised Messiah, came, not born in a palace, but born in a manger, right? He came, he grew up, he lived, he started his ministry, uh, he healed, he raised the dead, he cast out demons, and he preached the truth, and they didn't like him. Why? Because he said he was God. 
They never liked it. He, they wanted a Messiah that would overthrow Rome, that would make their lives better and everything else. But what they got was the Messiah of Isaiah 53, right? That's who they got. The suffering servant is the one that they got. The one the Bible said was coming. And they uh, they rejected him. And they gave him up, right? They, they gave him up to Pilate. Pilate didn't want to crucify him. But Pilate was a politician. And he went with what the mob wanted. And he tried to wash his hands of it. But you can't wash your hands yourself of your sin. And he let Jesus Christ carry his cross up to Calvary. Uh, and he would uh, voluntarily gave his life and died for our sins. And when his blood started hitting that ground, do you realize his blood spoke as well? The Bible tells us uh, in Hebrews 12, 24, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things things than that of Abel. And you're thinking, wait a second. Abel's blood is speaking. Jesus's blood is speaking. What does it mean that Jesus's blood is speaking better things than Abel's blood? Well, I'll tell you this. Abel's blood cried murder, right? Jesus's blood cried voluntary sacrifice. Amen. Uh, Abel's blood uh, cried out sin. Aren't you glad? Jesus's blood cried out forgiveness. Amen. Abel's blood cried out justice. Jesus's blood cried out mercy. Praise God. And they just went back and forth. Uh, instead of Abel's blood wanted vengeance, but Jesus's blood has forgiveness of sins. Uh, Abel's blood showed how this life ends because of sin. And Jesus's blood shows how we can get eternal life through him. Praise God. It speaks better things. Amen. But you may be thinking today, Man, I'm glad I didn't murder anybody like Cain did, especially murder my brother. But I hate to break it to you. The Bible says that we've all sinned. Amen. Every one of us. We've all. And the wages of sin is death. And if you die in your sins without Jesus Christ, just like Cain, you'll open your eyes in hell. But I'm glad the story doesn't end there. Jesus died on the cross and Isaiah 53 explains why Isaiah 53 verse 5 but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities by the chastisement of his peace were we healed by his stripes were we healed uh, and all we like sheep have gone astray we've turned everyone to our own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all aren't you glad that all of our sins were laid on Jesus Christ he died voluntarily for those sins. He was buried according to the scriptures, but I'm glad the story doesn't end there. He rose on the third day as well, victoriously over sin. We've got a risen Savior today. He's alive. The sad part was Jesus took the punishment for sin so we didn't have to. He took our place. Do you realize I believe he died for Cain's sin as well, but Cain never came for repentance. Amen? It was offered. God said, where's your brother? And he could have said, God, you warned me that if I didn't get my anger in check and my jealousy in check, that sin lieth at the door. You warned me of that, and I didn't listen, God. And I gave in, and I was so angry at you that I killed my brother, and I was wrong. I murdered him in cold blood because I was mad at you. God, I don't know if... You'll ever forgive me. 
But he never did that. He never did that. He was just mad that he was caught. Mad that his future life would be worse. And he went out without God and said, you know what, if I can't farm, I'll build a city. The first city builder. No wonder why our cities are a mess today. That's, who they're, that's the first city builders, Cain. And he said, I'll do this without God. And he's in hell. But aren't you glad we can turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins? Amen. I did it at nine years old. I'm so glad we are uh, bringing the gospel and the Bible to young kids. That is a blessing. Not everyone can be like me and grow up in church and hear the gospel all my life and then finally at nine years old uh, realize that I'm a sinner and give my life to Jesus Christ. I'm excited about that. You know, the devil's been trying to get our kids for a long time. I'm glad that we're going against it, but I've said it since I first heard about LifeWise. Don't you think for a second the devil's going to let this happen without restrictions, without fighting against it? He will fight every step of the way even if he has to go back to the Supreme Court. He'll do whatever he has to do. But I'm glad that forever long at last we get to teach more of them about Jesus. Teach them the truth. Praise God. But here's the thing. The devil wants you to live your life without God as if everything's okay. But really what God is doing is he might be coming to some people and doing the same thing he did with Cain. Asking questions. What if you were to die tomorrow? Right? right? right. What are you going to do with your sin? What are you going to do with my son Jesus? What are you going to do with these things? He's asking questions. He already knows the answer. But just like Cain, just like Adam, just like so many others in the Bible, he wants you to think about it. Yes. What, if, what is your answer to God? God's giving people a space to repent, a chance to repent. You can either lie to him. You can put it off. You can act like you're sinless. Act like everything's okay. You can even start an entire false religion if you want to. But all the, everything winds up to the same thing that Cain tried to do. And he failed. Oh, to this world, he was a success. But to God, it was a failure, a wasted life. Could have found forgiveness but chose to walk away from God you can find worldly success for a time but just like the rich man that said you know what my barns aren't big enough I need to pull them down and build bigger ones and that night the Bible says Jesus said his soul was required of him Jesus called him a fool you spent so much time building an empire down here and you didn't think about your soul yes what about you today? Maybe you're chasing after riches. Listen, if we're honest with ourselves, we're not going to be millionaires. Right. Even if we are, then what? Right. Then what? You know what I see? I see every day at work, scammers will try to steal it from you. If you die and manage to keep it, your children will fight over it. Yeah. Amen? Or the medical bills will eat it up. So what's the use? I'd rather trust Jesus Christ and lay up my treasures in heaven. Amen. Moth and rust doesn't corrupt and thieves can't steal. I tell you what, this world is trying to get us 
to go build cities without God. But you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather do what God wants and walk by faith and try to live righteously. And maybe this world cuts me down because they hate me, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to open my eyes in hell. I'm going to open my eyes and see Jesus. Not because I'm a pastor, not because I'm a member of this church, but because I call on Jesus' name for forgiveness of sins. That house is still there in Ashley, but maybe one day they'll tear it down. It doesn't matter. And maybe my mind goes when I'm older and I don't remember it anymore, but that doesn't matter. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm saved today because of what Jesus did. What about you? What about you? I'm going to ask everyone to stand. We're going to open up.